Good evening, everyone. My teacher, Hogan Bays, is fond of saying, Zazen is not a self-improvement project. You might have noticed, after sitting, the body and the mind might feel better. Things might go more smoothly. The path forward might seem clearer, even significantly clearer. This is because through the process of Zazen, that which had previously been clouding the mind drops away. Sometimes we notice a particular letting go of a thought, of an idea, of tension in the body. Sometimes we don't even notice what it is that has been released. When the dust settles in a bucket of water, by virtue of that bucket's just having sat still. We don't necessarily track every bit. That's not the point. The point is the clear water, the original mind. The point is to move forward with more clarity and less mucking things up. More acting out of what is true and compassionate and less acting out of mistaken ideas. Mistaken ideas can form a thicket, a tangle, brambles, 
because of mistaken ideas, we end up causing harm. Despite an intention somewhere in there to do good. So we sit Zazen to return to our birthright. To come to know, to come into greater and greater resonance with this original mind. Which cannot be given to us or taken away. Practice is literally just to sit there. In sitting there, we free ourselves and we also free others. What is this freeing others? as we move forward more clearly others are freed from our messiness when we notice something in a relationship or an interaction or our response to something internally, externally, wherever it happens, that's off and we look into that and we do our work. Sometimes just by seeing through and letting go. Sometimes the tangle is so thick in the body, in the mind, in both. That we might employ a therapist or some other sort of help. Sometimes Zazen alone isn't the tool. When we move forward with more clarity, others benefit from that clarity. Also, as beings working through karma, beings that have come together through causes and conditions. When we work with that karma, transform, let go of, learn to act skillfully,
that has effects not just in the future, but also in the past. We are, we could say, the result of everything that's come before. When we show up as our best selves, that transforms the everything that has come before. We let the result be positive by making it so. Therefore, we can be grateful to everything that's come before and also to the difficulties of the present which, if taken correctly, polish the mind in preparation for the future. So Zazen is our practice and our path. It's also great medicine when there is confusion or a tangle or just in preparation for the day. We hear people say sometimes, I'll sleep on it, or I'll mull it over. Practitioners will also sometimes say, I'll sit with it. And faith grows that greater clarity emerges from that process. The best definition I've heard for faith is Sharon Salzberg's, which is acting on one's own deepest experience. I'll talk a little bit about setting intention, which I might try defining here as acting on our own deepest insight. As we have our own experiences in Zazen,
intentions or even vows might arise. A vow is just a strong word for intention. I'd like to do this or I will do this. So even by coming to Zazen, we're following through um, on an intention or on a value or set of values, consciously or unconsciously. Setting intentions consciously and deliberately and adding weight to those intentions when we're ready has great power, can help keep a whole uh, life on track. So if we have an intention, say, to be kind, and we want to remember that intention, we might post it somewhere where we'll read it. And we might write our intention and put it on the refrigerator or put it on the mirror or put it on the steering wheel. we might tell someone else about our intention. They might remind us of it later, but even if they don't, having told them, having put it out there, reifies it, right? Like when we say, remind me of this later, the other person doesn't always have to say something. It's in our mind in a new way. The other way to, and other way to strengthen an intention is to ask for help. So it could be the, please remind me of this later. Could be taking vows in a, ceremony of some sort. Could be just asking the universe for help. However we do that. My teacher Chosen Bays would model something like this. 
my vow is to be kind, and I ask whatever forces might be out there to help me with that. So she would say, I don't know what's out there. But in opening the mind in this way, in making a statement, really taking a stand, we can then take everything that flows forward as support. The Tibetan, um, one of the Tibetan Buddhist schools has the Lojong trainings, the phrases that turn the mind. Um, Sometimes they're called slogans. So they're, like I'm talking about, they're all reminders of intention or pointers to an aspect of um, clarity on the path. One of them is, this is what you wanted, this is what you asked for. So one way I work with that is as a reminder Ah, this that just came through the door. This is supporting my vow to be kind. How so? Another one of the Lojong sayings I've spoken about a couple times recently. It says, uh, observe these two, even at the risk of your life. It's saying, these two are the most important. The two are the core vows in at least the Mahayana Buddhist tradition. So Zen is part of the Mahayana. Um, So these two are the refuge vows. So taking refuge in the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha, the teacher, the teachings, and the community. Or, another way of phrasing this, in the open, unbiased mind, in the open, unbiased nature of the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha. Or, more specifically, 
not in that which is ego-based, but rather in the open, unbiased nature of the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha. I'm going to take refuge here. This is the mind we go back to in Zazen. Whether that's clear at this point or not, sometimes uh, the, the mind thicket is so thick we're, we're upside down in it. Sometimes the challenge of Zazen is finding a comfortable posture, is showing up and sitting for a full 25 minutes and then another 25, which can be a long time. Underneath this thicket is this open, unbiased nature. Always with it, us. So one way to take refuge there is by doing zazen. One way to take refuge there is by opening up a dharma book or a talk or coming to Sunday program. As an alternative to taking refuge in some strategy we might have concocted prior to even hearing of practice, and we all um, I do this still. I am not perfectly always taking refuge um, where I might best be taking refuge. But this is the this is the primary vow. So, you know, last week I talked more about the sixteen bodhisattva precepts. These are all. The, um, the 16 Bodhisattva precepts are the guidelines for ethical living in the Zen tradition. They are reminders or intentions in and of themselves. These are an unfolding of the three refuges. Very similar, you know, in flavor to any basic list of ethical guidelines you may have heard elsewhere. I vow not to lie. I vow not to steal. I vow not to give vent to anger. All these things are ego-based. And in case I'm not perfectly clear about that in the moment where I'm contemplating such an action, the precepts, the guidelines can, can check me. Oh, wait a sec. Isn't that stealing? Do I want to do that? Is that really in line with my clarity? And what's really going to uh, take us in the direction we want to go here. 
Okay, back to observe these two even at the risk of your life. So the refuge vows, taking refuge in the Buddha, Dharma, and Sangha. And then the other, the second of the two, um, is the Bodhisattva vow. So that's the vow to awaken fully and to help others awaken. To awaken fully and to then help others awaken. So somebody, actually lots of somebodies, did some zazen or did some other spiritual practices and said, this is really, this is the most important thing. And to the extent that we might agree Oh, yes, I also want to awaken fully and then help others awaken. I also want to be taking refuge in the one bright, uh, clear, compassionate mind. As a matter of course. <laughs> then we might strengthen and solidify that intention through any of the ways that I stated earlier or others we come up with. It's a creative process. Or to the extent something resonates with us as a potential vow to take or an intention to set or a direction to go. We might choose to try it on a little, play with it. We might choose to ask the question, where do I take refuge? You know, look into it a little more. We might try saying aloud to ourselves, the refuges or the precepts or one or two of the precepts and just see how it feels. We can have a list of intentions and those can be modified. We can use the strong language of I vow or a softer language. I intend, I would like to. Any kind of deliberate turning of the mind in this direction. Mm -hmm. 
really towards what we all value um, can be a powerful and helpful step. So may we all look into intentions and share them with each other and continue to engage the way together through Zazen practice. Thank you. We'll do the Heart Sutra. It's on a chant card under your seat.